it was like it was crazy. He handled it. He handled it so well. Yeah. I I thought it was going to be inappropriate that I said that. Bam, we're live. Uh, but uh, did you see me like take a pause? I'm like, and some of us don't even have. And Taylor's like, say it, say it. He knew right where you were going with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I don't know what it is, but people who have lost their dads or something always have that sense of humor, and they'll just they just take it. Well, and, I can tell you. Grace doesn't have all that sense of humor like she does, but Grace lost her way. dad. Yeah, five five years ago, four years ago. Oh, that's interesting. And, and Haley lost her dad when she was one. He died of cancer. Oh shit! Yeah, Grace's dad passed away for uh, pancreatic cancer. Colon. Dude, I've been so basically. I since we had the cancer guy on. Uh oh, you guys are gonna love this. Since we've had the cancer guy on, I've made a new rule. I'm just. I'm gonna try. To, uh, basically, I've cut my. Now I'm mixing my coffee about 75% um, decaf and 25% the paper street beans. So I've I've really cut back on my coffee and I'm not drinking coffee afternoon anymore. And I'm sleep at at, 12 o'clock and I'm sleeping just so much better. Not that I was ever. Yeah, I guess I was sleeping bad. It doesn't bother me, but I just know that I should be sleeping through the night more instead of tossing and turning. And I was always blaming it on my shoulder, but cutting back on the coffee, it's, um, it's helped tremendously. I'm actually making whole nights through the night. And uh, the other thing is, is I, I'm not eating. I, I stopped eating all deli meats. I'm never going to eat another deli slice ever again. No salam. And never, ever. I'm done. Wow. You're getting ripped in the comments for that a little while ago. It was kind of funny. Oh, good. And um, <laughs> rip away people. I'm here. I am here to be ripped on and I'm not eating any meat unless it's, it's given to me. So like this morning I told Haley, I said, I said, Hey, uh, could you steam a head of broccoli for me? So when I'm done with the show, I'm just gonna eat a head of broccoli. I think wow. my pro I think my prostate's I, great. I had someone, someone, uh, someone stuck a finger in my ass. Uh, and then he sent me to a specialist cause they said it wasn't perfectly round and he stuck a finger in my ass and it seems good. <laughs> they said it seems good. Wait, are you feeling full after the veggies? I feel like I would eat that and just would not feel like satisfied. I, uh, yeah, I feel crazy full and not satisfied. You you nailed it. I feel really? crazy full and not satisfied. Interesting. I never want to see us another steamed vegetable again. <laughs> I, <laughs> why do you say that? That's all they have here. Oh. Steamed vegetables. And they're not oh, even like not- well steamed. It's like they're still hard. Yeah, I well, and, and to be honest, too, that the I mostly just eat raw vegetables. Like over the weekend, I ate three bags of beans while I watch huge bags of beans while I watch the um the what did we just do the Rogue Invitational. Man, that was that was a fucking run we did. Were you able to, Caleb? Are you were you able to watch those and do the shows like? Mm, only like Saturday, a little bit of Saturday and Sunday, I think. Oh, well, that that was the was good part. Busy. Sunday was really uh, uh, Saturday was the worst day, like just because it's I, for whatever reason. It just, in the it's just it. it's just right in the middle. But Sunday yeah. morning when I woke up, I don't know if I was pumped because we were almost done. And then Hiller did that heavy grace, and that kind of just shot me out of a cannon. I kind of yeah. fell in love with him when he did that. Yeah, that was cool. I can't believe he did that. I'm still. Yeah. Beside myself. Um, Austin Hartman, I see Sevon dressed up as an Armenian midget this year for Halloween. Kind of offensive. Um, Austin, I saw you in the comments during the show. 
Um, someone said I was weird and you said you guys like me because I was weird. <laughs> Offended. I'm very, I, I am so fucking normal. It's weird. That's the only weird part about me is how normal I am. I'm just normal. I don't need to do, I don't, I'm just normal. There's so many fucking weirdos out there that now normal has become weird. <laughs> what is normal? Normal is just like you wake up, you eat. I started eating oatmeal too. I've never eaten oatmeal in my life. Normal is I just wake up in the morning, you know, like I put in a load of wash. Then I do the podcast Then I walk around the yard with my kids and I pick up dog poop. Then I take them to the skate park. I call you, my friends incessantly. I laugh. I tell, I tell dirty jokes. <laughs> I, 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 I try to, I wonder what my mom is doing and call my mom. I come back home, do a little more work while the kids play in the yard. I go to the beach. I'm just normal. I just, I, if I see trash, I pick it up. I, I stop for old people. Um, I, I'm just normal. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't dye my hair. I don't, I fight with my wife about me wanting to use Tide soap versus she wants to use non-chemical soap. I mean, it's just, I just have such a <laughs> like uh, mundane, weird, look what Caleb does. Caleb, Caleb's a fucking American that lives out in the desert in a fucking, and, and he can't tell us where he is. That's weird. <laughs> abnormal yeah it's a little weird you you uh, i i don't i i just i i stand under the shower with hot water and just rinse my hair with cold water you the rest of you guys fuck not you caleb the rest of you guys go to the store and buy shit with all these fancy chemicals and crazy names and are influenced by something you saw on tv and put that shit in your hair and suds it up and then use a straightener and use a blow dryer and then use this stick with these bristles on i mean you guys do all have all of these weird fucking habits i'm just normal <laughs> I just go in the shower, make the water hot, make it cold, run my fingers through the hair. I, I wonder if Sousa thinks I'm going to be late to the show. I, I, I'm just normal. I, I never had anal sex. I don't, I don't think about doing weird shit to girls. I, I'm, I'm, I'm normal. Not even accidentally? No. Uh, I can't. Wow. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd hate to. I wouldn't like bet my life on it, but I don't think so. I'm just normal. I used condoms in the 80s. or No, I didn't have sex until I was 18. 90s do that whenever but austin i just want you to know i'm normal i'm it, it's um I, I i i don't i don't wear high tops i don't i'm not i don't scout spend hours scouring the internet for a cool pair of shoes that like match my outfit i i, I just i just put on shoes if i have to if it's cold outside you lived in la your your normal might be different then you'd have to match your outfits and Jeremy E. World, Sevon, you are as normal as Danny Spiegel is the beacon of morality in the world. All right. I guess that, I guess, I guess I didn't convince anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, uh, I, I it, what's uh, interesting is I'm starting to do a lot. Of, you know, I do this. Uh, we have a lot of guests on the show and I do research on them. And the Black Lives Matter thing was always in, in, and all of that stuff, all, all the racism stuff, all the people who said that they were fighting racism or against fascism were acting in the most racist ways and fascist ways. And now we've seen the outcome of it in the last two years. If, for example, you've heard me say this a million times, you thought that in the last two years that you were uh, posting your black square and being against racism, we, we can we can see all the numbers now. Uh, po poverty has skyrocketed in 
your marginalized communities. Death and murder has skyrocketed in your marginal communities. Uh, businesses have never closed down at a faster rate in your marginalized communities. Uh, uh, death of a uh, black man being murdered in this country has risen 34% in the last two years because of your action. And yet no one is still no one has come out. The, the, the only thing I've seen anywhere in media where anyone apologizes, where we had that affiliate on who apologized to Greg, anywhere in all of media. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. But now what's coming around is now it's very clear that um, that all the people who were for the injection, now it's very clear the things that they were saying hold no water because there were no studies on transmission. And now I'm doing research on all of these new guests I'm having and I'm starting, you know, and that's another thing. It's so hard for me to have those guests on because I don't want to play gotcha with them and bring it up. But until the show starts, it's like in my head, like, hey, you, you, you wanted people to wear masks. You wanted to keep kids out of school and you did all of this because a talking head on CNN told you it's, it's mind boggling to me. When, when do they start apologizing? When do you start getting embarrassed? You, you were accomplices in people dying. I, I, I'm so normal like that. I did, I did not, I did not participate in that. Well, normal would have been following group think. I mean, I guess Sa- okay. Salem witch okay. trials and keeping in hall in a Halloween theme here. Think about the Salem witch trials. And, and you're using these ex- and, and you're using these excuses. Well, we didn't know. We did know. Just because you don't know doesn't like if it's completely dark. Do you just start running off in one direction and say, "Well, I didn't know because it was dark." That's, that's you, at bare minimum, you knew it was dark. Uh, Sevon um, Stephen Plyler. Sevon isn't happy to have his Instagram canceled. He wants to be buried under the jail. I'm I'm not happy that my Instagram was canceled, but I'm also not um, upset. And I think you could ask anyone around me. I don't think uh, you'll ever you you won't ever hear Caleb or Matt or any or my wife ever hear me be like, "Oh, I'm so sad. What am I gonna do? Oh no!" There was I didn't even mourn it, but I'm definitely not happy. Was, I'm happy when the was, oatmeal is a perfect temperature and it doesn't burn my lips. That's when I'm happy. <laughs> Normal. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. I'm surprised you, I mean, whatever. I'm surprised you weren't more disappointed that you lost your Instagram because of how much content was on it. Uh, So so that's very funny you say that because I posted a picture of Avi skateboarding the other day and it it actually did, I actually had that thought and that did hurt me a little bit. You're absolutely right. I stand corrected. Like my, my mom had, she's a photographer too. And she just had like thousands and thousands of pictures of like over decades of our lives like from growing up until now basically and she lost her facebook account and that was like devastating just because why did she lose it to, somebody hacked it and like disabled it essentially and oh then, bummer i i do was, have all of that stuff headset. i do have all of that stuff it's just not it's just spread out all over the yeah hard drives right. and shit but yeah that part did that part um that part is uh Sevon, if you use the other two holes, what's abnormal about the third? I don't know. Just that one poop comes out of. So I, I just, I, I just, I just feel like I'm just normal. I, I feel so. I, I, I don't. I guess I, I don't. I don't like roller coasters. I don't have piercings, tattoos. <laughs> like I don't like going to haunted houses for Halloween. No. No, I just want to go to my friend's yard. I am getting old, though. 
Like I'm doing things that old people do. I know I'm, I'm, uh, when the kids go crazy in the house, I have such low tolerance for it. I, f- I feel like an old man going quiet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I want, I want to, I want to show you this, uh, number 19. Uh, you're going to have to scroll down on that page a little bit, Caleb, to see the video. And started at 425. It's 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 a it's a small video. I couldn't find the YouTube link. Um, if you scroll, keep scrolling down, keep scrolling down, and while you're finding this, uh, keep going, keep going. As far as it goes, it's oh, yeah. okay. Go back the other way. Oh, maybe they have it blocked. Yeah. Go up, go up a little bit. Maybe it's up a little oh, bit. Here we go. Take a break. Uh, no, not me. that. Sorry. Keep going up higher. Oh, click on that picture of Tucker Carlson and see and see if it. No, there's a screenshot. Anyway, um, it, it sounds like we have a 25 day supply of diesel left in the United States. And in the White House press conference, they asked the guy. I don't know why they have a guy doing it. They didn't have that lady doing it. Um, but uh, they they asked the guy basically. What do you what are you gonna do? We only have twenty five days of diesel left. And his response was, I don't have an answer for you, but don't worry, we will keep sending uh oil to Europe. That was the fucking White House's response. I don't give a shit about sending oil to Europe. I know it was it was it, it was batshit crazy. It was batshit crazy. We're running. We have a 25-day supply left of diesel. He said, "What are we concerned about that? And he said, I don't have an answer for you about that now, but I do know that we will make sure that our European partners keep getting um, uh, fuel. And it was just like, wow. Why are we sending it to Europe? Fake news. Maybe it is fake news. But, but, but it wasn't fake news that they asked him that in the, in the, in the, in the uh, press conference at the White House. I watched it with my own eyes. He could have easily have said, no, we're not running out or anything. Uh, Jeff Baco, we won't run out of diesel. That's literally nonsense. Cool. Uh, cool. Great. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's all awesome. that. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Awesome, Jeff. Uh, okay. Uh, number 20. Caller, hi. Hello? Hi. I was going on. Is this a live call-in number? This is. Oh yeah, I was trying to trying to call in. Okay, you you've achieved your goal for the day. Do you have any other goals? <laughs> well, I think I think I'm behind on the fucking uh, the damn podcast. I was calling about the dang oil of the yeah. It's a great goal to get in. You know, I'm gonna tell Jr. Howell that I got in on it. I wish he was on the show today just to mess with him a little bit. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I was calling about the uh, dang the, the sending oil over to Europe. Yeah, you like that? And I was, yeah, I liked it. I was too too far behind, so I have no idea where we're talking now. What's we're there. We're there. Are. We're there. We're still there. We're there. You you called at a perfect time. The only thing that's ruining the show is that is you. But other than that, you did everything <laughs> else perfect. So keep going. You're, I'm you're, glad. I'm glad. Okay. I'm happy for that. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Why? Why are we sending it to Europe? I I've completely 
I'm completely boggled on that the whole time, but they're never going to give a straight answer. It's just a bunch of bullshit. So, so the, yep. the article went on to say the reason why we're sending it to Europe is to mitigate the um, oil reduction that's arriving in Europe because of uh, whatever pipelines have been destroyed or whatever's going on in the Ukraine and with Russia. That basically we told those people over there, hey, don't worry, we'll start sending you our oil. So that's supposedly uh, the reason why we're sending it over there. Well, how nice of us. Yeah, great. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, Unbelievable. So, so that's that. That was the logic. But Jeff Bako says not to worry. Um. So, uh, and that there's three guys on the podcast with um, instead of staying on subject, he's decided to attack the messenger. This, this, this is us. This is some great. Uh, where is that? Oh, did he erase it? I see. Uh, oh, no, three guys no, on no. a podcast with no sense of geopolitical or history, brother. In the time that you could have written that, you could have explained something else that would have added to the show. No, he could have just continues in. to shit yeah. on us. Yeah. And yet won't explain anything. I know. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You're a really cool guy. My God. It's like arguing. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's, um, it's bizarre. And, but, but so much, I mean, I don't know if you saw this the other day. Jeff, I don't know if you saw this. Maybe you can enlighten us. Uh, they are going, uh, Joe Biden's trying to pass. And maybe I have a clip of it here coming up. Joe Biden's trying to make it so that it, if you write, if you bounce a check, that you will not, uh, that banks, it will be illegal for banks to charge you a fee for a bounced check. Uh, and it's because it disproportionately affects uh, people with melanated skin and marginalized people. Whatever the fuck that means. Who writes checks anymore? But 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 also <laughs> that's just straight People fucking. That's just what Good that point, is. Guy. Is it's this massive push by the Democrats, and, and you could say Republicans too. I don't care. But in this instance, the Democrats to absolve everyone of all personal responsibility and accountability. Why don't we just give the government all of our land so we can absolve ourselves of picking up our trash, um, mowing our lawns, um, paying our mortgage? We could be just like North Korea. Just like them. It, it's, it's, it's just complete fucking idiocy. Okay. Thank you, caller. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. You were a great addition to the show. I got some good one-liners <laughs> off you. Uh, number 21. This is amazing. We'll probably start and stop this uh, as this um, goes on. I just wanted you to know that as a kid, and I, I know it's not fair. You shouldn't just always talk from where you stand, but – but I do it a lot and I'm guilty of it. I'll take the blame. But basically when I was a kid, I would get a job and I would start just being crazy competitive. So I got a job at a store where I was a cashier. It was like a little mini, it was like a Costco, but tiny. And they sold all stuff in bulk and they sold less, like, they sold a lot of cool stuff. It was like a drugstore, but they sold everything in bulk. And I always wanted to work the most amount of hours. I wanted to be the fastest checker. I wanted to be the guy that every single person who came through my line liked. If people were rude to me, I would just, I would, I lived to um, bring down the aggression. I, I, I want I wanted to be them to to, to, to uh, just at a young age I, I just wanted to do that I, I didn't think of it consciously but I wanted everyone who passed through that line to be like holy like to be impressed by me to be like wow and they would people would come through there I was 16 years old man uh, they, people would offer me jobs while I was working there <laughs> that was and my I wanted dream. to say that again 
that was my dream. Like whenever I was a kid and I was like bagging my mom's groceries, I just wanted somebody to be to offer me a job like on the spot because of how good my grocery bagging was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I prided myself because I had to type in the price of everything. It was before scanners. And I prided myself on ha having double bags open quickly, packaging it very nicely, asking them, do you want heavy bags or light lag bags? I want, And I wanted it all to be efficient. I wasn't one of those checkers that checked and then made small talk and then bagged. I was doing everything simultaneously. I would even look at the items as they came down the conveyor, the big ones first, the heavy ones first, the shapes of them. I it was just, I lived for it. It was like fucking Tetris. It was, it was the whole thing and I lived for it and I wanted to have the biggest paychecks, not because I wanted the most money. I just wanted to be the hardest worker. I wanted to be good. I appreciated the challenge. I loved it when my line was so fucking long. I loved the pressure. I love talking to people at the end of the line. Thank you for your patience. I like the eye contact. All of it. I loved all of it. By the way, it's not easy working with me. Like uh, these guys like Caleb, Sousa, Will Brandstetter, Jen McDonald, they get uh, uh, Taylor, um, uh, JR, Brian. I send texts all hours of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't respect anyone's sleeping hours. I don't work like that. I don't, I don't do, oh, by the way, can we guys? I'm just like, hey, why the fuck don't we have subclips? Boundaries. Boundaries. I woke up to I, 138 texts the other day. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, 100. I believe it. I don't, um, we're, we're a machine that moves forward. I don't have, to, we have a, we have a, uh, a goal and, and I'm not interested if anyone's worried about me hurting their feelings that there, that's never my intention to make anyone look bad or hurt anyone's feelings. But on the other hand, it's never my intention. I'm not, we're moving forward at all times. You did a great, I don't make shit sandwiches for them. Like I do my guests. It's just, I just fucking throw shit. Um, Casal Vion Joiner, believe us, we know. All right, fine. Hey, that, that guy, that guy did that. I, I, that was impressed. That guy put up his heavy grace time the other day. Did you see that in the show? I forget what it no, was, but I was, yeah, I can't, I've never done heavy grace. That's fucking batshit crazy. I've, I've never even cleaned and jerk 225. Have, do you clean, have you cleaned and jerk 225, Caleb? Yeah. Have you, Sousa? Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, if you know, you know, Uncle Joe, 5454. Wow. Wow. Be that's sore. like that's a hidden message right there. Like the 5454. What's happening? Google's uh uh Google's Caleb's gonna uh get on it. Yeah, Caleb's gonna break that code quick. Uh Tom Gearin, I managed a McDonald for 925 an hour and came to work to make every day a competition to be better than yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You want you want to make the person who comes in there completely fucking miserable fucking leave with a smile. You know, you know who kills the competition amongst the uh, team members? Yes, yes, yes. A, a boss that holds nobody accountable. Oh, oh, oh! No, I didn't. Know what that. were you yes. gonna? What were you gonna say? I thought you were gonna say Chick Fil A. No, 
No, I, I always tell the story like we had this one boss when I was a bartender and uh, everybody hated him because he was a hard ass. He, he would come in. Why isn't this done? Why isn't this? Do it to spec. Follow the book. you know. And he was kind of like straight down the line on everything. And everybody was, hey, oh, I hate him. I hate John Lynn. He's such an asshole. Blah, blah, blah. And then we got a new guy in there, this guy named Mark, and he was wanted to be friends with everybody. It didn't matter. That was fine. Oh, somebody else could figure it out. And quickly, the whole place just ascended into chaos. Things weren't being done. Things weren't prepped the night before. And it just bogged down everybody. And then since people weren't being held accountable for not doing it, the people that did do it or created the competition to work harder said, why the hell would I do this when I'm just going to get either screwed with more work or the guy behind me ain't going to do it? And um so that's why always people always think, oh, it's going to be better if we get a, a nicer boss or somebody that just makes it comfortable for everybody rather than just driving the line and, and making sure everything's being done. Yeah, 100%. It, it, the grass is always greener. All yeah. the people, when we worked at CrossFit, stand, stand by. Uh, yes, I do remember that, B-Sewer. Thank you. That was a good conversation, and I appreciate it. Uh, caller, hi. Hey, Savon. How you doing? I'm great. I'm excited. I I look forward to these mornings because like there's just I'm just gonna get to hang with Matt and uh Caleb. Well, first off, I want to thank you for all of the coverage of Rogue. You guys did an awesome job. And the thank team you. that you have is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's crazy, right? It is and I don't even know how it happened. I, I was trying to Oh, they're all they, they're all like <clears throat> the fact that you have like Taylor and like everyone that's actually like competed in Hiller who tried to be competitive. I feel like it adds so much to the show. And they're such geeks, right? Like they, like him, t Brian Taylor and, uh, um, uh, J.R. Howell. They're such geeks. John Young, John Young texted me throughout the weekend after every event and said, Hey, I'm ready if you need me. And I, I couldn't oh, yeah, they love it. fucking thank him enough. Brian from Barbell Spin came on with fucking three minutes notice. Yeah, the, everyone's great. Ty, Tyler Watkins said he was at, up up at bad the whole time, ready to go. I mean, I, I it's cool. It's really cool. Oh, it's so cool. But I do. I have a. So my question is, what your thoughts are about the online L one? I would never the fact do that. that they I offer would, it. I would never do that. So I took it. Okay. Because of COVID. Okay. And uh, I had a, my my old gym. My coach wanted me to, or we had a the owner of the gym asked if I could start helping coach. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Like, I think it'd be fun to do. So I took the online L1 and I just don't, like, I think I personally, I don't think it offered me like other than the classes, which was, I mean, the online format of all their, all the information is perfectly put together. But then like my class was just a five hour zoom call and you're like watching people squat, you know, and, other parts of the country, which is cool, but you know, they're on like a two by two zoom, you know, thing. So I just feel like, so it's live like missing let, an opportunity. Let me ask you this. So it's live. Yes. What, it's what, live. That, that part is actually pretty cool. When I think of the, excuse me, the L one level one, uh, the CrossFit seminar, uh, level one, I always, when I picture it being online, I always think, um, that it's not live, that you just watch videos at your own pace. The fact that it's live does make me. Well, like so, so you take a test. So you, you go through all the information. It takes about, I mean, it takes a couple of days to go through because so there's so much information. So you're actually facing, you can see the other people in the class and you can actually see Chuck Carswell going, okay, everyone stand up and let's start squatting. And it's real time. Yes. You can be like, Hey Chuck, your shirt looks nice today. And he'll be like, thank you. It's a real person. Yes. Okay. You can do that. Okay. I just feel like, I feel like after like what you talk about, like the L1 and stuff, I just feel like I missed out on an opportunity 
to like actually be in person and go through the class. I think you did. Here's I, why. I, 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 I don't you, think the culture about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, how you talk about it, like you just make it like you feel inspired and so excited to go back and improve in CrossFit. And like I have started taking CrossFit like competitively wise. Like we just like me and my friends do a bunch of local comps and stuff and we love it. It's super fun. But I just feel like I missed like the coming back to a gym and being super motivated and excited that I took my L1. I feel like that's the part that I missed. And I just feel like because CrossFit's offering it, like, I think it's great that they can, you can do online in L1. I just feel like you're missing so much without, like, I just feel like I missed that motivation and energy to like spread the L1 to people because it was online. I didn't get that like experience in person. What I noticed about the level ones, all the level ones I've taken and all the level ones I've filmed is this is the part I can't ever imagine being transferred online is the culture. So I go in there with all my judgments. I see all the wallflowers. I see all the douchebags. And by the end, I like everyone there. I appreciate the douchebags. The wallflowers are no longer wallflowers. The old lady and the fittest guy are now friends. They're talking. And, 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 and those trainers there in that place, they facilitate that. They put you in a situation where all of you kind of become a team to get better. And that's what goes back to the um, affiliates. That's I, I really do think that's why the affiliates are like that because the owners of the affiliates got that culture. And now they're like, holy shit, I want to spread that culture with this nutrition and with this movement. And that's where the whole cult thing comes. And so you, you, I, I'm, I have to guess that the shared suffering component, all the fr- chit chat, the fun, the talk, meeting the strangers. Like if you go to an L1, you'll meet every single person in, in your L1. You'll know them all by the end. Oh yeah. And, and I just can't imagine getting that online. It's like, it's like summer camp, but you never went to the camp and spent the night and got to sneak out in the middle of the night. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's 80% of summer camp. So I guess my point is, do you think they should even offer it as an online? No, me neither. Kill it right after COVID. It was no, necessary I, for I don't. And I, but I also know it's hugely successful for them. But no, I do not think they should. Oh, it That's is. That, that was my whole point is I just thought that they as a company, especially with like new management and stuff. I mean, I get it during COVID, but I feel like now that COVID's over, there's I mean, yeah, if it was ever over or ever started, you know what I mean? I feel you. But, um, but now that like all that regulations and stuff are off, I just feel like there's no need to even offer it because if you go on their if you go to the website right now and you look at it, all the online ones are sold out. Yeah. It, it, and I just feel like they're missing so much by offering it online instead of having everyone come in person. Cause I just, I mean, I feel that I missed out and I'm like when mine runs out in three years or whatever, I want to take it again, but I want to go in person. Yeah. I, it, it's a, it, I, I, I have not taken the online. I cannot imagine. I mean, you could go to an L1, and if you met someone there and they became a lifelong friend, it, 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 it does not surprise me. It's got to be happening all the time. If you met someone there, a girl there, or a boy there, and you married them, it would not surprise me. Because you're in a room yeah. with these like-minded people with these things that are so deep and foundational that you can run your whole life with them. That I can't see that happening at an online one. I just can't imagine making a friend there that becomes Oh, a, no. I, I, that's Because it was a four-hour Zoom call, and I – I can't even tell you the names of everyone that I was on. Yeah. I, 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 just, I, so I guess my point was, I just feel like they're missing the mark by having the online L1. And I just wish that 
I don't know. But it's, I mean, if it's making them money, good for them. But also, I just feel like they're missing a huge opportunity to get people like way more invested. It's diluting the brand. A hundred percent. It's diluting the brand because now there'll be people out there who, when I say the L one is so great, um, it, people like you who took it, who don't, who can't think and be like, well, that's because I took it online. They're going to be like, ah, it wasn't as good as Sevon said. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So anyway, All thank right, you. Awesome. Well, thanks for that's the a great time. question. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Thanks brother. No problem. I'll tell you, I guess I'll see you guys later. Okay. Bye. Uh, adios. Um, uh, this rambler, is there such a thing as a level four coach? I don't know, but, uh, welcome back to the party. Out of I YouTube saw, jail. I saw that wad zombie was nice enough. He said he, uh, would personally take responsible for you and, uh, whack you if you needed whacking. And if that caller's still listening, I highly recommend if you're coaching, take the L2. Don't, don't retake your L1. A couple people said that in the comments. And you're going to get a ton of value out of the L2 that that'll be really applicable to your coaching when you get back to the gym. Uh, caller, you're on. Hi, uh, my name's Christina. Hi, Christina. I never called before. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. sitting here breastfeeding. Oh, nice. <laughs> Watching you guys. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks. How old's um, the baby? Uh, eight weeks. Uh, first or second, third, fourth, fifth? First. First, dude, congratulations! Fucking amazing. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And thank so you. Been, and thank you for doing your part in making a healthy baby and feeding your baby appropriately. I'm trying. Yep. I'm trying. Yep. Do you like it? Um, Are you enjoying it? The breastfeeding? No, no actually. What, what 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 don't you like about it? Um, mostly I'm a really like well half the reason I'm calling in my question is about like I love all the data and the numbers and like uh Brian friend and all that. Um, but anyways, I like to know exactly like how much she's getting. I'm a little girl. Um, so to me, we do both, you know, so that I can go work out and go to the store and do things. My husband will, you know, bottle feed her and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's just, I don't know exactly how much she's getting. Right. And it takes a lot of, a lot of time on my hands and I'm just a, a busy body. So. I, um, um, so I, I want to sound to say this without sounding, uh, preachy, but, but I, yeah. but I do want to share this with you. Do remember that someday this will be over. Oh, a hundred percent. And so this is your chance to do something. That's one of the most amazing things uh, on planet earth. And one of the amazing thing, most amazing and selfless things you can do for another human being. And you're doing it. And, uh, it, it, it will be over. So ch try to, maybe you can create your own story. You can fake it till you make it. Um, but also it, just to give you some insight in what my wife did for for our first baby, she just fed him until he fucking overflowed. So she would just keep feeding him, keep feeding him. And then you'd burp him and just like, you know, two cups of fucking milk would come out of him off oh, onto God. your back. And, and that's my son, Avi. And, uh, he turned out great. But but I appreciate you know I don't have any experience breastfeeding so so I can't speak to that but but I still really think you're doing the one hundred percent the uh, you're 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 doing the right thing when you say you feed through a bottle or is it is it milk you pumped? Uh, both. I don't have like she's huge. She was nine seven uh -huh. nine pounds seven ounces when she was born, and so she still just like wants more after she empties me out. So we just kind of like you said keep feeding her until she. Yeah, my wife fed on demand. Um, the other thing is, is you there? 
you want to be careful what you're, what kind of uh, formula you're feeding. You do not want high fructose corn syrup in your formula. Gotcha. You do not want that. That, yeah. and if you high fructose corn syrup is really, really, really bad. It's basically sugar your body can't use. Right. It's fucked up. Okay, sorry. Go on. I'm. So, I apologize for you just coming on and and, and getting lectured. I I really do. Oh I, no no I you're fine. Okay. I kind of figured. I okay. kind of figured if I said that that, that would happen. Okay. Uh, no, my question is: Do you guys have any women that are similar to like John Young or Brian or anyone like reaching out to you for wanting to be on and talk statistics and wanting to talk about you know? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Just yeah. because I watch you guys all the time and I'm sitting here like, I don't have time in my life right now. I'm going back to work full time. Um, I'm a manager of a lab. Uh, so like, and I have an eight week old and a dog and a house, you know, all this shit trying to get back to the gym. So I would love to like, you know, chomp at the bit at all this stuff, but that's all just like, there's, yeah, I would love to see more girl faces on there. Like, you know, yeah, chatting down with you guys. In the past, I can remember there's three women. Uh, um, there's three. There's three women that have expressed a, a serious interest in doing it. I'm, mm-hmm. and uh, may, maybe I have an unconscious bias. I, I want to say that I do not, but but I'm open to the fact that someone says I do. But like I said, I do not know how the team was formed. And so it's the same reason, like I wanted to have yeah. John Young on all weekend. I just knew we couldn't fit more than four or five people on the screen. Right, right. And so w- when opportunity, this whole team just has kind of just comes together at the last minute. And, and, and I do have my go-to guys that I am very, very loyal to. I was crazy impressed uh, with Lauren Khalil's um, uh, work ethic. And I did try to bring her over to the Sevon podcast, but you, you know, uh, the, the morning chalk up is a um it, it's a job for people it, it's it's a, yeah. it's a it's a more established they're they're more organized they um and she like runs her show over there yeah, yeah. she runs her she show over her. there but i did um to the best of my ability try to bring her over what i really wanted to do with her to be com- to be completely honest is I wanted to like really reel back on doing interviews with people after the first interview. So I just wanted to meet people once, do the original interview with Olivia Kerstetter. And then anytime she would come on after that, let Khalil have it. And just, I wanted to give her her own show on my channel. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I like the way she just keeps move everything. She moves everything forward the way I feel like I do, but, but we weren't able to uh, do that. And yeah. for and for no reason, no other reasons that she's she seems to be happy at the morning chalk up. But I really like her, and I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in no way am I opposed consciously, and I hope unconsciously to having uh, someone with a vagina be on the show. I, I like vaginas yeah. a lot. For sure. Okay. For sure. And all I appreciate right. it. it. Is a shitload of work. It is. That's why I was like, I can't obviously like it's. It might just be, yeah, like the point people are in life and stuff like that. But it, I mean, I could tell you guys are on all week. Like I said, I've been sitting here. I'm home. I'm a trainee. So I've been watching. And I have zero tolerance for um, uh, wishy-washy. Like I'm not looking for someone yeah. who's like 40% committed. I, and and yeah. these guys will all tell you that. Like I, the second you fucking burn me once, I'm like, because I want to, I want to run with the, I'm running in the front. And I want everyone, I want the people that I'm working with to be competing against me. I want them to trying to be like on the show before me, want to do more shows um, than me. I like that, 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 and to be honest with you, that's um, my biggest, that's why I would consider uh, Susan and Caleb, like my, you know, I consider them my competitors, 
like who can do mm-hmm. we're in like a little bit of a unspoken who can do the most shows. And then also Andrew Hiller. He never yeah. fucking oh. says no. I called him the other day yeah. and, and he said, I have, and he, I didn't even ask him to do a show. He goes, I have softball tonight, but I'll cancel it to come on. It's like, okay. I was like, well, fuck you. Then I'll do a show with you. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I just he like was crazy that. with the, I can't believe he just did a, uh, your double grace or whatever. Yesterday. Nuts. <laughs> that know. heavy grace was nuts. He's a seven. Like, and I called, I called him afterwards. I go, what is wrong with you? He goes, dude, I was scared yeah. shitless. And I just yeah, loved him saying that, that he just, he, he just faced his fear. Yeah. All right, I'll let you guys go, but I just have one uh, more thing about when I was watching um, Laura failing all the, you know, the handstand push-ups or whatever. Maybe you talked about it, and I apologize, but it was driving me nuts that the camera was just sitting on her and, like, not going to the people that were winning. (laughs) They were just, like, watching her fail over and over instead of, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Because I was like, who the heck is in the lead? And, you know, I think it was Alexis Raptus, maybe, but... um, yeah, I agree. God, Alexis is cool. I want to get her back on. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, listening and let me chime in. Okay. Thank you. Right. Bye. Uh, bye. Uh, uh, Kat says something here. Laura's a great personality, but not an analyst. You know what's interesting? I, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, this is, Well, maybe I won't tell you. Call her. Hi. Call her. Hey, Kevin. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, I'm Jimmy from Texas. How's it going? What's up, Jimmy? Thanks for calling, dude. You bet. Thanks for y'all's coverage uh, for the Rogue Invitational. It's always fun to watch. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for uh, listening. It, it makes the show so exciting. When I see the numbers get big, I'm not going to lie. It fucking titillates me and sends me through the roof. And the fact that uh, Bill and Katie were so generous in giving us the kind of access they did, and the fact that Katie Henniger came on the show – Absolutely nuts. So between you guys listening and calling and participating and me seeing the big numbers and uh, the access those guys gave us, uh, crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, well, we appreciate it, man. Well, hey, I just had a quick question for you because I know you got a lot of callers calling in. So I'm a current fireman in Texas, and I actually competed in this last occupational game. And I was curious because I wanted to get your thoughts. I know it's a topic that's not widely talked about, I've always been curious why the occupational games has not been a bigger kind of thing in the CrossFit community, especially when Castro was at the helm of the games and programming the games. I was always curious why the military, police officers, firemen, you know, were given an opportunity to compete in person. And I wanted to get y'all started on it because I think an online competition is cool, but I think that just so much more can be utilized from that, considering that we have hero workouts and CrossFit's really a you know, style of training that's utilized by a lot of first responders. Uh, the, the base of this community, contrary to what everyone thinks, is 100% first responders. And if they are not the large, and, and mill guys, and if they are not the largest representative, if something were to happen and people were to stop doing CrossFit, those would be the last people to stop doing it. I couldn't agree with you more. I don't have an answer. It, maybe it's just a brain fart, but you're absolutely right. What a cool thing to do in the stadium to bring the two fittest cops on the planet out to compete against each other in the stadium during the break. Then bring out the two fittest guys in the Air Force, the two fittest guys in the Coast Guard, the two fittest guys who are police officers, and at least do something like that. I think the crowd would absolutely love it. Um, I, I think it's a I think it's a, a brilliant idea. The weird thing is, is this even if you kept it really small 
shit would get weird fast, right? Because let's say you brought out the two fittest cops, then you got to do boys and girls. Let's say you bring out the two fittest Air Force guys, then you got to bring out boys and girls. Then you do the two fittest, uh, you, you know, uh, and, and you know what? The truth is too, is I'd like to see the two fittest doctors. And I'd like to see the two fittest school teachers. People like, and the reason why school teachers, because those are people who are role models for our kids. But uh, something has to be done. You're right. It, it, that that's that's a that's a no brainer. I think the community would go ape shit and uh, love that stuff. Um, I am nursing my baby too. So many nursing moms watching this. So I've been hanging out with Allison a lot for the last two weeks, and I see her breastfeeding more than I don't see her breastfeeding, <laughs> which is pretty. So I actually crazy. had one more follow-up Trevor, and then i'll let you go yeah um, i know y'all are big numbers guys on y'all's podcast which obviously it makes it more exciting and shows y'all do your research so it makes it even more exciting to listen to and there were over a hundred thousand people who competed in the occupational games which i think constituted almost a third of the entire amount of athletes that signed up which is just why it's, when you look at something like the team division i think they maybe had a third of that number or less so when you talk about wow. numbers and you know, possible viewership, I think that you know CrossFit's really not utilizing that to their advantage as far as a, a business perspective. A hundred thousand people entered the occupation. What do they have a website? Is, I think they just tag themselves. Should as be if you, the occupation. So if you just you go to register for the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to so if you just go to the CrossFit. Oh, okay. Website, so you're saying you through the, the open, you're saying a hundred thousand of the of the two hundred thousand people or three hundred thousand people that entered the open, a hundred thousand of them were also in the occupational category. Yes, sir. They signed wow. up for other nurses, teachers, doctors, firemen, cops. Wow. That's why I just think that it's something that needs to be looked into more. Okay, I Absolutely. love it. Okay, and that proves your point, Sevon. For the methodology, the methodology being yeah. for that group, for that community, and that shows it right there. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't know that stat. Thank you. Yeah, good info, Colin. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. As CEO next year at the CrossFit Games, we will feature in the main – I'll even tell you where. <laughs> oh, shit. In the fucking stadium. Let's we go. will feature at least one of the occupations, the two best guys competing against each other. I guarantee you that. And women. And women. So bare minimum, we'll have the two fittest male cops and two fittest female cops or two fittest teachers and two fittest uh, men and women. We'll, we'll pick something. And I promise you it won't be some woke category. <laughs> we should do the uh, fittest um, man and woman from each occupation and do like a heat of 10 and just have them all go. Be like, the doctor oh. was the fittest of all oh, of them. The firefighter wow. was the fittest of all of them and just line them all up and have them go in one heat. Okay. Uh, I will put together a small council. We'll get this going for the 2023 uh, CrossFit Games. We got a couple of um, uh, don- like donation tips here that we need, we need to read. Alex on. Mallard. She looks like the girl from Legally Blonde, right? What's yeah, that especially name? with that dog. What's the girl's name? The famous actress, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Look at me. Oh, you're good. This caller reminded me I need to send thank you money for the road coverage and constant podcast. I have a seven week old and spent a lot of time feeding my baby. I was so happy to have the Sevon and Co Entertainment. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome and thank you. That's a crazy generous donation. A uh, cat. So you know what's interesting? I don't consider myself an analyst at all. But um, but I participate, and I hit some home runs this weekend, like crazy home runs. 
and um, uh, in, in regards to calling stuff. And unlike the other guys, I don't brag about it. I keep it to myself. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think if Lauren had the space, she could do that too very easily. She has way just she has so much fucking information in that head that that isn't being um, used. Uh, Lindsay Mercado finally caught a live show. Thank you for all the content. Of course, dang, 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 dang. Uh, Jonathan Ortega, I don't care what you said. I just like seeing you in the comments. You <laughs> good dude. Uh, Jeffrey Birchfield, I hope you got my apology yesterday. Uh, I did. Uh, you called in just as Kara called in, and and I had to hang up on you. I am so sorry. Um, I consider you uh, a friend. That's for sure. Um, okay. Uh, and and even when you ask the questions, there's like I, I I even when even when I ask the questions, I think so. I'll give you an example. Uh, so so even when I ask the questions, I'm throwing up alley oops that require analysis. So I said, hey, do you think we're going to see Pat? We saw Pat Vellner struggle on the run to overhead. Or are we going to see him struggle on the um, uh, on the log? And, and 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 there's fodder there, and I have to do some quick analysis in my head in order to even come up with that question. The setup question. I should have worn my uh, CrossFit Media Director shirt today. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this, this, um, I think this is a girl, but I'm not sure, but I think this is a girl and she works at Starbucks and, uh, this is this, this, yeah, she does. Okay. So we're going to, we'll, we'll start and stop this a few times, uh, ready and action. I need a union at Starbucks and I am literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just- Pause. If anyone on my team went live saying, I'm going to quit the Sevon podcast. We need a union. I'm literally going to quit. I would just fire you. I wouldn't even fire you. I, I wouldn't even fire you. I would just stop talking to you. I would block you from everything. I would change all the passwords. Scrap our meeting. I cannot fucking yeah. wait. Oh my god, this is in the data. You just stored that in the data bank, dude. I this, cannot fucking wait to do this next year. This is this is absolutely this is this is nuts. This is this is not okay. This is not a behavior. That someone who has personal accountability, uh, this you need to have an ego that you can leverage to stop you from doing things like this. Th- th- I mean, this is this is uh, this is really bad. Okay, go go go. They're, they're threatening to quit, and they're posting it to social media. If you're on a team, if you're on a team, either you're on that team to push it forward and present it well. Or get off the team, but to public, to, but to use the public to some so, sort of facilitate making your team better. Another component of woke. Uh, clock cutter says it's a female. Okay, so it is a female. Okay, uh, let's continue. I, I was gonna say it was a guy. I like I get I'm, I'm like a full time student. I get scheduled for twenty five hours a week, and then on weekends they schedule me the entire day open to close. That one's scheduled for eight and a half hours. Okay, pause. Both Saturday. So uh, you you're a full time student. You work twenty four hours a week. I, I'm guessing twenty five hours a week. I'm guessing I I would be thankful 
I'd be thankful for the hours. I'd be like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I'm getting shit ton of hours. Or take take less classes or work less. But to come onto social media and cry, I, I don't get it. Hey, I, I, solve I, your own problems. Yeah. The, the how, fuck? Wh- um, have okay. you guys ever worked at Starbucks? I've worked at Starbucks. I you have? the struggle. Oh, the, yeah, you have worked okay. at Starbucks, Sousa? Yeah, we've talked about it before. Yeah, I've, yeah. Well, I forget, but I, I, when I see them back there crushing it, I'm all. I always think, God, I wonder if I could do that. I'm so up for the challenge. I see. I see the girl. She's a hundred pounds overweight with the blue hair, and she's crushing it. She got three masks on, and she's fucking <laughs> just doing it all. And I'm like, Dude, fuck. And her customer beast. service is so good. Yeah. She's like, what can I get you today? They're like, yeah. they're so nice to you, and they're like, well, what do you like? Do you want a pup cup for your pup? Yeah, yes. dude, I'll yeah. fucking take the shit out of that pup cup. Just because you sold it. It is slipping though in my area. I will say it's not what it was five years ago. But it's nuts. It is, and they're they're shaking stuff, and they're they wipe the they wipe that steamer thing off with the rag. I always want to do that. Give it that courtesy fucking tug. Yeah, you go ahead and clip that for something. I'm always like, damn, I wonder tug. if I can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yes. Thank you. Stealing company time to throw a temper tantrum. Maybe they're on a break. I just had an idea. We should start a small coffee shop that's actually a podcast studio, and then we'll studio live from there at the same time and then go over and make coffee. Dear Sarah Cox, dear Sarah Cox, could you buy us a building somewhere (laughs) in Newport on the beach? A small hole, just a small, Small. just a small, like three or four million dollar, uh, (laughs) 400 square foot hole where we could do a podcast. And you know what we know what's interesting is last time I was down there, she is trying to buy a place for there down there on the beach, one of the businesses, and it, it turned it into a bar. Thank you, Caleb. Dear oh. California Hormones. And uh, she said that if she buy if she turns it into a bar, she would build a podcast studio on there for me. Yeah, she showed me uh the spot in her office where she goes she was pitching it to me. She goes, See, you guys could have this room. You can podcast right in here, make it your studio. Oh my god. It was nice. She's too Shit, I'll do it. It'll be the Paper Street Coffee Booth. It's all we serve. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Coming together. Yes. Selling coffee. I don't know how any of this shit happens. Great conversations. Heidi will work there. Promise not to cry. Can you imagine the shit <laughs> Heidi would talk? And I lo- I like I do like a I do like a hipster stoic barista, like the oh, kind yeah. that's like really good, but like yep. never cracks. Like Jr. Just got like hella yes. tattoos. Yes. Is everything okay? And then like makes a joke, but you're unsure if it was yeah. a joke. You're kind of like, should I laugh? Um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you said heavy cream, and I put half and half. Uh, hand me that back, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> fuck and and then and then and then heidi there just talking shit to the, the 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 guy hey i can see your penis through your pants buddy like you know what i mean just like totally inappropriate shit to people buying coffee <laughs> perfect oh i just heard someone in the back of caleb say do you have the mental health number well the, I, oh I shit heard, you heard that yeah yeah and hey you're gonna need it after this call you're gonna need it after this fucking video <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. We'd have Sam. Dan- we'd have Sam Dancer week there, where he's in a fucking yes. Oh, yes. awesome. See, yes. that's what I'm talking about, guys. Yes. Great we're, brainstorming. We're putting session. it together. Great brainstorming. That, I wonder if that's. Oh yeah, good. Heidi just asked know. every fucking person who walks up. That's awesome. Are you single? It'll actually be her name tag. So then when they ask her, they go, oh, "Are you single?" She goes, "I am." Are you? <laughs> like a leeway question. Is rolls. <laughs> Some Abbott and Costello shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Caleb's checking on a mental health patient that seems to have escaped the room right now. 
<laughs> oh, we got in trouble. We're getting in trouble. Oh, we're getting in trouble. Let's, let's see. Let's do see how bring this him up? <laughs> Do we bring him up full screen? Uh, or do we remove him? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know. Oh, he's talking to somebody. Yeah. What's I wonder happening? if someone's lost their shit. Um, Tom Garen, I know I'm behind the timeline, but the 100,000 people in the occupational games are not trying to hear about the guy in 45th place and his strengths and weaknesses. Nobody cares. I, I'm not sure what that means. I'm I confused too. Okay. We're both. Uh, Jonathan Ortega will come to the coffee shop for B-roll content. Oh, oh. Um, remind me to tell you about the Sevon Subclips station. So basically, I've decided that every night after every show, I'm going to cut clips and I'm going to start uploading them to to the uh, internet. And we have a Sevon Subclips station. And over there now, I put up Andrew Hiller doing um, Heavy Grace from yesterday. So if you want to see that, just that clip, it's over there. Uh, maybe we can put a link into it after this bit. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe you could do that, Susa, while, while I talk, uh, analyze this, this poor soul. Okay, let's go on. I'm going to make a video and cry now. Okay. Saturday and Sunday, I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call out. And there are four people running the whole store. And pause, so pause. The- Can you imagine if Caleb was like... <laughs> I can't do this. There's three. You told me there would never be a, more than a hundred live viewers. And now there's three, 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 320. And I'm not making fun of this person. I'm not Dude. making fun. Could you imagine if there I'm was a, to- like, if I just had like 20 patients, like injured people like out that I needed to fucking move or like assess or do anything like and I fucking pulled out my phone and started crying about it. Wow. All those people would be fucking dead. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Like, you got to be kidding me. If I had four people on a mass cal of like 20 pe- of like twenty patients, I'd be golden. You'd take care of everybody. That's fucking crazy, dude. And, and, and what Evan, Evan should be thankful that there's 20 people. Evan needs to be thankful that there's 20 people. Dear, dear cut. This is what this video should be. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so flattered that you keep coming into the Starbucks. Part of it, I take a little bit of responsibility for that because I'm so nice to you guys and I have such great pride in my work and I love it that you come in. And I'm sorry that the average wait time has gone up from two, 2.3 minutes to 4.5 minutes. But I, but I want to tell you, I'm working my hardest and I'm totally up for the challenge. This is so awesome. And, and, and the more of you guys that come in, the harder I work, I promise, you guys inspire me. And what you're doing is, is you're giving me job security. It, it's it, Flip the script, kid. Flip the script, Evan. Okay, let's, pl- let's play on. There's possibly scheduled five people. <laughs> we only have 13 people employed at this store. And there's so many customers. And they're like <laughs> We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend, and he took himself off the schedule, so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally oh, put on the schedule that he was. I don't think that person Evan's allowed to use the word accountable. Well, Evan, yeah. you've already you've already told us that you have no idea what this what that word means. Accountable. You're saying that your manager doesn't want to be held accountable. You're sitting here, and your whole shtick is that you don't want to be held accountable for the job you applied for. <laughs> It's fucking coffee. How stressful could it be? No shit. No shit. (laughs) 
Allison NYC, I waited 30 minutes in line at Starbucks the other day, and I thought the server would be so pissed, but she told me my smile made her so happy. Yeah, you do have a great smile. It's funny because um, that, that girl, if you guys haven't met her or follow her on Instagram, you should. Everyone likes her. I wonder why. I want to tell you something my mom said about her, but I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I told Allison already. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. I sometimes my mom tells me, "Hey, you better not share that on your show." But she didn't tell me that about this. <laughs> when uh, we hung out with her at the beach for a little bit, it felt like oh a, yeah, a, you got to meet her. Yeah, it felt like somebody I just already knew for a long period of time. You know, yeah. like it was one of those type of people that you can come and you just start having a conversation about whatever, and you're just like, "Oh, this is easy." Like so like easy. Already friends. Yeah. No judgment. Just no, like yeah. No judgment. Yeah. It's free. It's cool. You can just be yourself. You don't have to put on a show. Those are my kind of people. Okay, let's continue with uh, Evan here. Help Evan, counsel Evan a little bit. Scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. <laughs> they don't want to help us. We need a union because this can't happen. <laughs> this can't happen. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers they refuse to turn mobile orders off we need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders and i need to get pause, to all of them. pause and then people you have an employee who wants to turn who who's saying they want fair scheduling and to be able to turn off mobile orders you're telling me <laughs> you're telling me you want to you, you want to get rid of one of the lines that people can send money to the place you work do, do you understand that's the whole point of what you're doing is to provide a service and make money for the mothership so that they can pay for your health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they get health insurance? Yeah. Yes. If you're, even if you're part-time, you get a bunch of benefits in, if you're somebody who's going through school and stuff, you can apply through scholarships and they help out with it. And then if you choose to continue, if you can choose to continue with that career, there's a clear line of advancement all the way up to where they like to hire within. So if you're really into it and you want to continue to work your way up the corporate ladder, you can become like a regional manager and you'd make great money. As a teacher, I can tell you that strike that a striking number of kids are stunted emotionally like this uh, kid. uh, Such a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) A bummer. (laughs) Yeah, it is a bummer. Uh, Imagine he just opened a position for somebody else who actually wants it. Congratulations, Melissa, Seven. Uh, Odier, why are we watching this? <laughs> yeah, my, my local Starbucks turns off mobile orders all the time, too. Yep. All right, let's continue. People are yelling at me because I don't have their orders ready. <laughs> and a customer was misgendering me tonight, like, really badly. I didn't have their order ready. And so they were just like... Totally talking like Tender, and they're like, she's clearly incompetent. I have a full mustache and beard. <laughs> what the fuck? Right there, I'm starting to think <laughs> it's fake. Is this fake? Is this I fake? I think it's, you know, what they say in commercials, like dramatization. Yeah. Like, that's what this is. And, like, I was, we were talking about it earlier. It's a race to the bottom to who could be the most victim because that's the new, like, hero of this day. And this person seems to fall within that age category of, like, if you're, if you're a victim, if you're overwhelmed or you're doing this, like, you know, you need to be uplifted and you need the attention. And that's where I think this is going here. Yeah. Miss that, that's the part I was misgendered. Some, something's not right here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the joke's on us. Maybe this is just a joke. 
I don't know. I'm just loving Caleb's reaction because of like his job. And yes. like this person, like that's why I just find it so funny. <laughs> there really needs to be a hundred of you who got is, sick or injured today. <laughs> Imagine Doctor union. coming out in the waiting room saying that. Hey, to be fair, it's not that I don't complain about it. It's just like I still fucking take care of them. Yeah, the right. complaining's fine. But coming on here and victimizing yourself and crying online and and saying you need a union, this what does that even mean? <laughs> The military needs a union. There's not unfair <laughs> scheduling. Oh, Magnus Holmgren, that would be Sevon if he was born in the 90s. I, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I, you could be fucking on to something. I really hate to say it. God. Yeah, full, the fact he says he's a full beard just cracks me up. Like, dude, I've seen straight up women with facial hair like that. Oh. So, watch yourself. You gotta get I, out. I think that misgender thing was part of the, um, like, now people could really get behind him. You know what I mean? Like now you've captured that mm. whole crowd. They're like, yeah, look at that. You're being treated so unfairly. And look at the people you have to deal with. How dare they misgender you? Right. Can you map? 99% of the people who see my kids call them girls. I'd say, I'd say you, my kids used to never correct them. And now they correct them and they don't misgender them. They miss sex them. <laughs> My, yeah. bo- my I heard my boys talking in the back of the car the other day. I wonder how old we're going to be when people know we're boys. Voices get deeper, probably. Okay, action. Accommodations for being neurodivergent. I don't. Oh, what is that? What's that? Okay, that I need to look up. Neuro. <laughs> Three seconds. Neuro. Neuro. Uh, divergent. Is that another uh, word for handicapped? Neurodivergent. What is considered neuro, uh, the term neurodivergent describes people whose brain differences affect how their brain works. So, like <laughs> autism. That means they have different strengths and challenges from people whose brains don't have those differences. Oh, so it's just another meaningless f- word. What the fuck does that even mean? What are examples of being neurodivergent? Refers to an individual who has less typical cognitive variation. As autism, ADHD, I, I probably have neurodivergence. Dude, we all do. Actually, but, I'm normal. Never but I have I'm it normal. worse, guys. I have it worse. Oh, <clears throat> the most common form of neurodivergence is dyslexia. Mm. Then ADHD. Okay. Oh, yeah. Chad F. got it here. Anxiety, ADHD, oh, okay. autism. Okay. Action. Like I can't use like I people get out of me using my sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like at my wits end with this job. You are. You are. I really am. Yes, you know. <laughs> okay, Evan. That's all. Thank awesome. you, Evan. Uh in uh Caleb, do you have any uh, uh parting words or advice for Evan? <laughs> Just stop. Stop posting about it. Just fucking do your job. <laughs> It's not that hard. Nothing is that difficult. Just nothing is ever that difficult. Uh, Take your sick time for crying out loud. Fuck, nobody cares. Oh, a practical solution. <laughs> Take your sick time. Uh, Matt Souza, do you have uh, any words for Evan? Yeah, Evan should um, walk across the country. I don't think Evan has With enough. Jake Marconi. With Jake Marconi. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, Evan doesn't have enough life experience. So if this is considered a hard time, fortunately, from the, for that person, they have never experienced uh, a hard time because if you have you would compare it to what's happening at your job and also too i would like to note that 
you know, when I was 18, 19 years old working at Starbucks and I worked with all my friends, like 80% of the time we were stoned or drunk at that job and we still crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Crushed it. Dude, you do even better. It was like, we used to like to Savon's point, there was a group of us and it was all about who could man the whole entire bar. Now, granted, we didn't have mobile orders, so maybe that would change stuff, but it was about who could man the whole entire bar and the espresso bar and not have to have anybody else jump in. And it was always me and my buddy, Eddie, and we would always like compete and we would just zone in and just boom, 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 banging out drinks. And then you would lose points for every time an order came back and you screwed it up. Oh, so you that's tr- awesome. So you would try to get it perfect awesome. across. Yeah. In the first month working there, because they had all, all my buddies had started before me, I got super competitive and I was partner of the month, the first full month that I, that I, uh, worked there. God, that's awesome. That's a healthy work environment. Yeah, it was it was my absolute like most favorite job. And I liked it more than bartending the regular bar because especially once I found CrossFit and was like super into being healthy, it just changed it. Like I started like, you know, you're feeding all these same people drinks all the time and you start to look at them and you're like, oh, am I kind of like I'm contributing to your demise right now? We had an affiliate owner from the Ukraine come on here one time. And he, in a very gentle way, he said he's so disgusted with the fact that um, they that the, in the Ukraine you can't just go out and get a job. Just there, there aren't jobs, and he's disgusted by the fact that anywhere in the United States anyone can just go out and get a job. Yep. And, and they don't. And he says it's it's fucking crazy. He says he can't even fucking believe it. Yeah. And this the, was seven years ago. He told me this. And especially in the U.S., like one of the things that we do is when we have old clothing that's still good and stuff, we have a lot of uh, affluent friends. And um, so we get a lot of like grace. We get like a lot of hand-me-down stuff. And we have this little wooden board and we put it up and we take pictures all of it. And then we label it like tops, bottoms, whatever the size is. And we resell it all on Poshmark. Oh. And get like a little bit of gas money or some grocery money each month right off it. So one of, one of my friends who um, worked at CrossFit. I don't want to say his position. He had a high-level position. He was making $150,000 a year at CrossFit. And while we worked there, because homes are so expensive in Santa Cruz, this is in an office with 100 people. Everyone who worked there knows who this guy is, from Greg Glassman to Tommy Marquez to we all know who he is. I'm not going to say his name. He would go around and collect cans in the office because we use so many fucking cans because we were sparkling water fucking nut jobs over there. Lacroix, I drink, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I drank thousands of those. This guy would collect cans, and that's how he um, subsidized his mortgage to buy a home in, uh, from just collecting cans at the office at fucking HQ. Do you know what this guy did the other day? Um, he, uh, he was driving somewhere f- from his house to do a shoot for CrossFit, and he drove by a house, and they had a table in the front yard, and it said free. He put the table in his pickup truck, took some pictures of it, put it on, I guess, Facebook marketplace. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's what we do too. Yes. He put it for $200. He went and while he was doing the shoot, he got a call saying, I'll buy it. And when he he made 200 bucks. Yep. Yep. We do that all the time. And the gym's often for it because it's open. So we just give them the gym address and people come by and they're like in the CrossFit gym. Like I'm here to, pick up the table and we're like yeah right this way <laughs> it was not sign up for yeah. yeah also yeah. have you ever tried crossfit it's a great yeah. way to get them through the door yeah it was it was not dave but uh, but i appreciate the guessing okay number 22 i saw this meme the other day it's called fight like hell and i just it, I, I, I just loved it i, I i'm not it's, it's it's a lot takes a lot for a meme to move me but i really like this and it's a it's a it's a picture of two boys fighting and it says, never fight until you have to. But when it's time to fight, 
You fight like you're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. <laughs> and brother, it's starting to rain. <laughs> Savage, right? Yeah. <laughs> Savage. Yeah, it's pretty dope. My dad used to say, well, because my, my brother and I are four years apart. I have a younger brother. And so we just kind of missed each other through schools, like elementary school. Like as I was leaving, he was coming in. Well, that one we were at together, but middle school and high school. But I used to walk by and like pick him up and walk him from home and stuff. And my dad just had one rule. He would say, if your brother comes home beat up and you're not beat up too, I'm beating your ass when you get home. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> that was basically yes. the golden rule. It was like something goes down. You got to you gotta have your brother's back day. So I, I, my, my kids uh, have watched a bunch of Voltron. And that's the thing where the five robots come together and make the big dude with the sword. From, it, it's old. It's like from the 90s. And the other day they were fighting and, and, and there were some people around. And I said, hey, I th- I've told you never to fight each other in front of guests. I've told you no bickering. We never bicker or share our dirty laundry in front of anyone. What are you guys doing? And they start coming up with all excuses. And I'm like, you don't get to make excuses. That's the definitive rule. That that like you don't drink Clorox bleach. You don't fight in front of fucking guests. And and they and they were having trouble like uh, understanding it. And I said, did you ever see the robots on the Voltron team fight? Did those five guys ever fight with each other? You guys are Voltron. The three of you guys are unstoppable together. You make the robot, and that 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 fucking got them. They were like. Like, Everyone, oh, they're like shit. looking around at each other. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let let fight. Okay, this is a fa- this is a a really a, a trippy a story that's breaking out here in San Francisco about Nancy Pelosi's husband again. Oh, uh, yeah. Call her high. Hey, what's going on, Stevan? What's up, brother? So I had a I was watching the video about the the uh, Starbucks guy. So I had a story. I was a manager at a Dairy Queen. And, uh, by the way, I love this already. I love this already. Thank you. I'm already like, it's so stimulated. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Uh, so we hire a bunch of part-timers, which are usually like high school students or, um, stuff like that. You know, uh, they only work like 20 hours, like this guy, they go to school and they only work like afternoons. So 20 hours, most five, five hours a week. Uh, so we had a girl, she was a, a new hire. Um, it was the end of the shift. It was the end of the day. So we were all cleaning. We were all doing our stuff. I asked her if she can go clean restroom. And so her answer was, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's a fast food restaurant. We all take turns doing everything. And so whatever I asked, I just asked her, like, can you please go clean the restrooms? And she was like, uh, no, I didn't sign up for that. And so long story short, I had somebody else go, uh, ask them to go clean the restrooms and she did something else. And so the next day, her mom called complaining about why we had her daughter cleaning restrooms. Oh, shit. (laughs) I would slap the shit out of my kid if he came home and complained about that. I'd make him go over to your house. (laughs) And clean your bathroom. First of all, and clean clean the bathrooms at the Dairy Queen. And then you know what else I would do? I would have them come over to your house and clean clean your lowered uh, Honda Civic with the 415s in the back, Mr. Ruiz. (laughs) Racist, racist. Yeah, so oh. she she called and uh, she started complaining about like her child was supposed to be cleaning restrooms. Uh, she wasn't a maid, all this kind of crazy stuff. And so when I was watching that video, 
I was like, man, that's not even like the kid's fault. You know, like the kid was literally brought up thinking that way. Like she's entitled to like, oh, I don't have to clean restrooms. Like I'm, I'm better than that. Crazy. So it's kind of like, I, I think sometimes it's like the parents' fault, not even the kid's fault. You're right. I mean, she You're was right. probably brought up that way. You're right. Okay. <sighs> I don't think I've ever, I don't think I ever got home from work when I was a kid and was like, had enough energy to complain about work to my parents. Like I would work my ass off all day and I'd get home and I'd just flop on the couch and tell my parents to wake me up when dinner was ready. <laughs> Entitlement. I can't believe someone's mom would call. You work at the fucking Dairy Queen. Like get, let your kid get the experience. Did you, did that kid get fired? Uh, no, she didn't get fired. She just stopped coming because she was not going to, she was not going to clean restroom. She was not going to do any type of work like that. So she just stopped. They self-eliminate so fast. Yeah. I would yeah. just leave. I would just yeah. leave them off the schedule. Yeah. If you that, fire that's them, crazy. Yeah. Because most, sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy because I, I remember like my dad is a, a contractor and I remember when I was like young, like middle school stuff. And I wanted to earn money. He wouldn't just give me money. He would be like, all right, wake up at five in the morning, go to work with me. And he'll drop me off at a location and I'll be just helping like the workers. I'll, I'll be hanging off tools and shit like that, like all fucking day in the, in the sun. And that's how I would earn my money. And there was like no thinking about like, oh, I don't want to sit. Hey, uh, I'm going to tell you the story. Uh, yesterday, my sister, uh, my sister, my uh, wife took, um, uh, my son Avi to his first like official big tennis tournament, like a sanctioned tennis tournament. And so they go there and it's in Lafayette, California, one of the whitest uh, fucking towns in America, super duper affluent, wealthy as fuck and uh, amazing place to live. And uh, just beautiful, just basically s- un- unbelievably nice, B- lots of acreage, fantastic homes, good people, no crime. And so she takes him there to this tennis club and uh, ironically, all the competitors, he was my son was the only white kid there. All the competitors were black, Asian and Indian, which in, in tennis, people kind of young tennis kids. Uh, the tennis environment just has a ton of fucking really uh, great players that are Asian and Indian. They, they love tennis. And um, my wife walks in with my son, who's eight years old, to sign him up. And the guy at the front desk says, sorry, parents aren't allowed to sign their kids up and register their kids. Kids have to do it by themselves. And right in front of my kid, there's a six-year-old doing it. And that's the kind of shit we baby my son and my kids with the whole time. So my wife my wife could have complained. She could have been like, well, no, he's too shy or this, that. She just took five steps back. Fucking is that yep. okay? And my, son, and my son stepped up to the plate and did it. And then I called oh. the place and I yelled at them for, not, for, for uh, making my son do it by himself. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, can, I, can I ask you a question? What's up? What kind of car do you drive? Tacoma. Oh, okay. All right. Wasn't even close. I was I was I was so hoping you were gonna say lower Not Honda Civic with the four fifteens in the back. I wasn't even close. Most of the military <laughs> nah. are, are you were you in the military? Oh yeah. Uh no. Oh. No, I was not. All right. Are you still working at the Dairy Queen? Uh no. Uh, thankfully not. You you made it to manager there? No, I just switched companies. I went on to to work for another company. Oh, but but you were telling that it's lady just, that you were telling it's that just fucking stressful working with kids like that. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, man. Uh, oh, Chad F says the word Tacoma has taco in it. We have a winner. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Fuck it. It is what it is. I'll take it. Oh my goodness. Tacos. No one's safe on this show.
Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks. Appreciate All right. it. Later, brother. Bye. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. You see this thing by a barbell spin, not only with CrossFit news, but with uh, social media news as well. Saying reports that many users <clears throat> have had their accounts disabled today on Instagram and follower accounts have dropped significantly. I clicked mine. Uh, um, no, I, I clicked mine that. and mine, mine was down. Mine was down by almost like 30 people. From oh, they do a calling. They and do then, a calling. Yeah, of accounts every every once in a while. It keeps dropping. If I bring it up to like have it sit there, and I go to click like the likes or something like that, my Instagram just falls off. So they're obviously having. I, some had, to, I had to delete Instagram and reinstall it, and then it started working again. So. Oh, uh, oh. mine too. About a week ago, I had every time I used Instagram during a single day, I had to re-log in every time I went to it. Yeah, my account's weird. still up. Mine actually just started climbing again. That's strange. <laughs> oh, and it just dropped off again. Interesting. I hope, he, I hope you're seeing your number, your followers number fluctuate. Yeah, it was down by 30. Now it's back up by another 18 from when I just checked, like refreshed it talking to you guys from when that caller came on. Uh, just hired my first full-time employee right out of college. This show isn't helping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Jason, uh, uh, Tyler T Watkins, uh, laugh, laugh out. Musk cut all the fake accounts. Twitter was running and there was spillover to Insta. New York times article is talking about it. Oh, interesting. Oh, Jeffrey Birchfield said his count got uh, suspended. I've never seen him post anything even remotely controversial. Oh, interesting. Uh, my friend said you can't find even find my account. All the pics my husband was tagged in are even gone. Wow. Okay, so something is going on. Yep. Uh, yes, mine was down by 15 and now up by three. I have a backup account because I'm like Sevon. <laughs> I hardly post on mine. What the? In all honesty, when I post stuff, I never think, "Oh, this is this." I shouldn't be posting this. This is going to get me. I have no filter for it in my head. I never think, "Oh, this is wrong," or "This is edgy," or "This is controversial." Okay, let's look at. Um, holy shit! This hour and a half went by fast. Oh wow! Uh, let's look at um uh, number twenty three. This is a, a trippy story. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, um, uh, was in his house. Um, and the police arrived and someone let the police in. We don't, we still don't know who let the police in. And Nancy Pelosi was in the room and with, uh, another man named David Pape or Pepe, Pape, Pepe. And they were both holding a hammer and the police watched as this guy pulled the hammer away from, uh, Mr. Pelosi and hit him with it in the head. Did you see the hammer? No, no. Have you seen it? Yeah, hold on. Let me That's see not true. Idea. That's not true. I know. Are you going with? I think I know where you're going with this. Is that true? I don't know, man. I saw. Oh, it. I saw wow. it on the internet. So <laughs> it's a dildo. It's yeah. a dildo. Yeah. Yes. It's not a hammer. Well, it's One a hammer. A hammer, and the other side is a dick. I, wow. I saw that, but I don't know if that was true. So, what's your take on it? So, are you saying that it was? Uh, it wasn't a home invasion, and he wasn't being mercilessly beaten with a hammer so here's here's what i'm tripping on um there uh where the 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 police walked in with body cameras on it's a law in san francisco first of all you have to understand san francisco is crazy like san francisco is batshit crazy i want to say it's like seven or 19 or some crazy number of cvs's have closed down in san francisco county because yeah 
and, and, and shitloads of Starbucks. Everything's closing there in the last two years because of the crazy crime. Once again, because of the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. Basically, what they've done is they've they've made they've villainized police and they've made it so that stealing's okay up to like nine hundred and fifty dollars. And so mm-hmm. police have basically been told in a lot of areas don't engage people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in some cases, if you like tackle the person robbing the stuff or whatever, you yeah. could get in trouble for assault, even yes. though they were stealing from your store. So the, the, Nancy Pelosi lives there. She's f- fucking filthy rich. She lives there with her husband. She lives in, in one of the sections. I mean, the whole town is pretty gay, but she lives in one of the sections that's, you know, n- notorious for like, this is this is where the gay community feels safe. This is where they purchase a lot of their real estate. The house had security cameras all over it on all four corners. So you could cover the entire outside. And the glass was broken outward, not inward. And um, th- when the caller called uh, the police, um, they knew he knew the uh, the guy's name with the hammer. He said, David's in here with a hammer. He knew who and, it was. Yeah, he knew who it was. Let it slip. Maybe the maybe the the assaulter announced himself. Hey, my name's this is David. David. My name's David and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Just be careful. It's uh oh wow look at this my friend lives in L A and fast food places uh now accept food stamps amazing yeah of course yeah heard Depape has a history of male prostitution of course yeah and, and by the way a uh, Caleb showed a picture of this guy's house and I lived in Berkeley you know I grew up in Berkeley and this is the total typical house the, every single person had Berkeley stands united against hate every single uh. Black Lives Matter, every single house has like a Ukrainian flag, a Black Lives Matter, but there's no black people there. But it, it, except from when they come from the city of Oakland or Richmond on either side. It, it's, it's absolutely uh, the most despicable fascist place you've ever been. You can't even fucking believe Berkeley. And it's in full bloom right now. It's in full bloom. Okay, um, can we click on some of these? Click on, let's start at the bottom of that, that bottom Twitter one. Let's click on a couple of these. The whole thing is so bizarre. It's bizarre that we just aren't getting the facts. And the chief of police for San Francisco is speaking and addressing this. Hmm. Uh, Paul Pelosi, uh, okay, here we go. Paul Pelosi, who's notorious for going to gay bars alone in the gayest town in America, said San Francisco was was always spotted by neighbors bringing in men half his age at various hours of the night. David Wayne DePape was seen entering Pelosi's mansion various different times before yesterday's altercation. Why won't mainstream media cover this vital fact? They're making it seem like it was a random act. It wasn't. This was a domestic violence case in a consensual sexual relationship. I do not know if that's true, but it, 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 it pieces together more than the other story. The other stories is that uh, someone broke into his house and was looking for Nancy Pelosi and um, hit him. Um, on the uh, on the Nancy Pelosi thing too, I want to share this real quick. This is uh, interesting for some of you guys that are into stocks. You could actually go to housestockwatcher.com and you can choose your representative and you can click on wow in particular nancy pelosi um and i would suggest following nancy pelosi because her husband seems to be a better investor than warren buffett and has beaten the uh the um s&p 500 index every single time 
But anyhow, you could check out the trade volume. Wait a second. Wait a second. Go back up to that. You're telling me in the last what what's what what's the date on this? In the la oh my in the last two months he's traded eighty million. Yeah, and then it gives you a breakdown, and then you could even do a breakdown by like the stock and the value in which they have in they hold in it. I think Quiver Quant is the same thing too. And there's other ones like this too that you could follow. So if you want to, you know, don't get mad. Don't 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 uh hate the play, hate the game, and you could come on here and you could essentially follow their um, give me an example of that. Give me an example. Let's look at something most re the most recent thing he's done. Give me an example of what's going on at Disney. Sale, fool. What does that mean? It means they sold his positions in Disney. And it was between one. Why, why is it between one and 15,000? Why don't they tell us the exact amount? Well, you, I mean, you could probably go through and do a little dig a little deeper to find the exact amount, but that's just the trade volume that was happening through Disney. And then you have Google here, which they purchased a bunch of stuff in Google. This one's unlisted for us for whatever reason. Sold. Click sold, that Google one. Click, click view on Google. Let me see. Uh, details of the purchase. They bought uh, Alphabet. They exercised 200 call options. Um, 20,000 shares. $100 strike. Amount range. Between one and five million. It's a pretty big range. I wish I knew what all that meant. No and so you could you could see all their positions and what they're holding and how they're investing and they seem to be right. But uh oh yeah, Barbell Spin is correct here. The reporting is delayed, so you're kind of looking in the rear view mirror, which you got to be careful with because if they moved a bunch of money into something and then they moved it out because they knew that that was going to go bust, then you might be behind too far to actually catch up on that. You might lose. Uh, Rosie from Rosie Photography. Try milking cows at the age of seven, baling hay in the summer, picking stones, etc. Farm raise is the best life. Teaches hard work. That's right. Bet you she got crazy strong hands. Crazy. The greatest female arm wrestler who ever lived uh, milked cows. Wish I could remember her name. Wish I could remember her name. Uh, number 22. Um, so, but before we play this number twenty-two, um, let let me read that one time. Uh, uh, Pelosi traded semiconductor stocks right before her visit to Asia a few months ago. She visited the plant where they were built too, or something like that. Some of you are going to have trouble uh, listening to this. You're going to immediately go on the defensive. I, I, I ask you not to go on the defensive and hear this guy out. Really hear – hold on. Who's calling me? Oh, I can't talk right now. I'll call back in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, some of you are really going to go on the defensive. Hear this guy out. I Think of the fact that God, if you believe in God, if there is a God – that God would have responsible responsibility for everything that happens on this planet and the universe and the cosmos and all existence falls under the dominion and responsibility of God. And if, if, if having that type of responsibility were, a I don't know, a wavelength, a, a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? 
If you wanted to tune into a radio station, you have to get it dialed perfectly on the dial. You turn it to the dial 97.7 and then when you get it frequency. perfectly di- frequency, thank you. You get thank you. You get into that frequency and when you have the perfect frequency, you get the highest fidelity that comes out of that radio to your ears. And if you think that God is dialed into the frequency, and I know there's a lot of presuppositions and a lot, you have to suspend your imagination. But if God is on a frequency, and in that frequency we call it the, the ultimate personal responsibility, the ultimate personal accountability, that, would, that it, it seems to all make sense. It's God. It's, it's this omniscient being. So if you wanted to be close to God, where would you dial your frequency into? You would dial into becoming ultimately responsible and ultimate ultimately uh, uh, personally accountable for your being, for everything. Stub your toe, get robbed, lose a finger, win a million dollars. You're just always, you, you you are in a flow state of understanding that this is all stuff that you are personally responsible and accountable for. Okay. Action. And I teach this to everyone. You are God appearing as you. And in the one God, every man is God of his own experience. I'm not anybody else's God, and nobody else is your God. But in the one God, which is really consciousness or self-awareness, every man is God of his own experience. But you see, this is another thing. People do not like to accept self-responsibility. People like to have a convenient devil that they can blame when they are lazy and don't do what they could do for themselves. People like to have a devil that they can blame when they don't live up to the best that they could live up to. And uh, when they do things that they shouldn't do so that they can say, as Flip Wilson says, the devil made me do it. And it is said also that the devil was seen sitting outside of the church crying his heart out one day down on the curbstone and just weeping and wailing. And so finally somebody went out and said, devil, why are you crying like that? He said, those people in that church, he said, everything that goes wrong, they put it on me. And it only goes to show you that human nature says that, well, I got to have a scapegoat. But in this philosophy, there is no scapegoat. If you're not being, doing and having the good you desire, it's not the white folks or the black folks. It's not the system. It's you. I am God. Uh, number 23, Dream Rare. Uh, we had this guy on the show. Uh, uh, also, Matt Susan and I got to go down to Newport and hang with this dude. What? A no, fucking... I didn't get to go. I didn't see him. I had to leave the day before. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what a what a gift to humanity this dude is. I was bummed. What a gift to humanity. Okay, Clock Cutter, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Dino, my, I see what you did. Okay, okay, okay. Admitting breaking a new center report concludes that SARS COVID 2, the virus that causes COVID 19, likely resulted from a research related incident. The report includes evidence of alarming biosecurity issues at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Oh, now you're saying it came from a lab. What's weird when we were all locked down and being treated like prisoners, Facebook and other big tech websites weren't allowing you to say that it might be a lab leak or have come from a lab. Facebook ended a ban after a long time, asserting that COVID was man made, and it took them quite a 
long time to stop censoring, covering up, and deleting videos, including 100% accurate videos like mine that they deleted with millions of views, for doing real journalism on the possibility that the lab was involved and it wasn't just the goofy bat story they were trying to brainwash everybody into believing without questioning anything. I'm not saying these social media companies are in on it, but it certainly doesn't feel like they're not in on it. Covering up one of the main theories and kicking off groups of people who are trying to protest the lockdown. And let's remember what the word conspiracy actually means. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Not every conspiracy is just a theory. A, a, A group trying to do something unlawful or harmful in secret. Is that the Republicans or is that the Democrats? Maybe the Republicans are doing it, but who's been doing it for the last two years? Globalist. Fine. Pick who you want. Label them how you want. I don't care. But 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 be honest with yourself. Just be honest. With yourself. There's a thousand things like this going on now. So many of you participated and were accomplices in this. It's okay. It's okay to say sorry. And normally, like I've said before, we we don't require apologies. Who cares? People make mistakes. But the reason why the apology is important now for all of these things is so that it sets other people free to know that they can change their mind too. It's it's less of a sorry, but an act of humility to come forward and set those around you free that they made a mistake, that actually it was horribly wrong to cover anyone's face uh, with a mask because all it did was hurt millions of kids to learn to, to be able. Uh, hurt millions of kids and their ability to learn how to talk. There were 12 studies out before we even put masks on adults around kids that showed that kids learn how to talk by reading lips. And yet you covered up everyone's face around them and you only hurt kids. And and dude, that's a drop in the bucket. It's fucking, it's, 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 it's so sad. It's so sad. Okay. Uh, Number 24, honesty. Honesty, honesty, honesty. This one's interesting. Right? It's like honesty is really easy. Just tell the truth. But honesty doesn't have to happen in the moment. So I went to see a friend of mine's play and it was easily the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I would have walked out. It was awful. And at the end of the performance, I hung around with the, you know close friends and family in the, in the foyer, and she eventually came out, still in costume, still in makeup. After the thanks for coming, the first question was, what did you think? Now, I'm an honest person, but she's all jacked up on adrenaline. She's all jacked up on emotion. Now is not the time. But the problem is, I can't lie. You know, we do it all, we lie all the time to protect other people's feelings. You know, you get given a gift. It's the ugliest sweater you've ever seen in your life. And they go, what do you think? You go, oh my God, I love it. Thank you. You don't love it, right? So say you love it to protect them, right? But you don't have to be honest in the moment. So what I said was, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. It was so amazing to be here and watch you do your thing. I've never sat in the audience and seen you do your thing before. And it was so much joy to see you on stage. All of that was true. And that was it, done. The next day, when all the adrenaline had come down and there was no more emotion, I called her up and said, can I tell you what I thought of the play? She goes, yeah. And then I told her point by point why it sucked. But we had, a, we had a rational conversation the next day. And I think we make this mistake all the time in our relationships, which is we think we have to be honest in the moment, but we don't 
read the room and understand that there's too much emotion involved. Honesty always has to be honest. Uh, if you are not honest, it will eventually catch you. And by that, I mean you don't need to be it, – it, it's not what people th – I think most people think about honesty. It's not because it's bad or it's immoral or it's not nice to do to other people or that lying's wrong. What will happen is, is when you lie, you start to keep a data bank of your lies. And every time you lie, imagine standing around you and every lie you tell puts up a bar, a, a bar of a cell. And once you've told enough lies, you have built a complete fucking cell around you. And you will be locked in. And even the lies you tell where you think you're being nice, you've locked yourself in. There is no benign lie. There's no – I grew up around people who thought that they lied to be nice to people. It's just an excuse. Every time you lie, you lose a little piece of your integrity. It is so freeing. When someone calls you and invites you over to their house just to tell them the truth, not tonight. I'm, I'm just watching the fights. I don't want to know. Can I come over? Nah, I'm just by myself. And, and I use that as a real example. I'll even tell you this. It would be like I've invited Dave Castro to my house a thousand times to watch the fights. And he's always like, no, fuck you, dude. I like to watch it in bed by myself. I don't want to. I don't want anyone talking to me when I watch the fights. <laughs> don't ever fucking invite me again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, just be honest. You will be surprised at the little lies that you tell every day. If you stop doing that, how free you will get. Every single one is a detriment to your own health. I cannot. Oh, I, 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 I'm understating the, the harm you do to yourself when you lie. And it also is the person who you're telling it to is usually appreciative of the honesty, even though it seems like you're going to let them down or disappoint them. Usually they're like, Hey, get it. And then in retrospect, like, Hey, really? I appreciate the call that you let me know you weren't coming. Or I appreciate that you were just like, Hey, no, I'm, I'm hanging at home today, but I really do appreciate the, you, the offer to invite me over <clears throat> because then they know that they're going to, you're going to be honest with them regardless. And so it actually deepens, it deepens the trust between you and that other person quite a bit too. They're either going to stop being your friend who gives a fuck or over time, the relationship is going to get really, really, uh, effective and proficient. I got this from Ben Bergeron and it's so true when he said everything grows at the speed of trust. Everything. You want to be pegged by your wife? Make sure you tell her that before you fucking marry her. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. Hi, uh, I'm Mr. P David. Uh, I'm Mr. Pelosi. I'm Nancy. I like to be pegged. She was cool with it and look at what's happened to their relationship. The rich is fucking powerful. Corrupt too, but um, you will be so happy. Independence. You'll, you'll be so much happier. But most people, when integrity and trust grows in a relationship, it's a powerful relationship. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Susan. Well, I was going to say a lot of the times we lie, and I know that, like in terms of like the white lies or try to protect. A lot of the times, it's actually about protecting your feelings and the way you feel, and not so much the other person. Give me an example. So you just don't want to make it uncomfortable. Like if you're like, hey, you know, are you going to come out and go to the beach or something like that? And I'm like, uh, you know, I just don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. So I might say, yeah, I'm going to try to get out there a little later. I'll, I'll shoot you a text and let you know. And you're kind of just kicking the can down the road, even though you may not have any intention yeah. of going yeah. down there. Yeah. So part of it is like 
you know, you're like, hey, you're not going to let me down necessarily. We're just, I'm just hanging out at the beach doing my thing. But I want to make myself feel comfortable in this conversation. So rather than just being honest, I'm just going to kind of tell that little white lie. Or 5% chance I'm coming to the beach. 5%. Yeah. I like the percentages too. I do that too. Maybe 5%, 5% chance I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. About, about, about 15% chance we're hanging out tonight. <laughs> and, he, and and those of you who ask people questions and you already know the answer you want, fuck you too. Like you're setting those people up to lie. The Kanye's thing is so good, but we don't have time for that. Uh, number number thirty one. Uh, it's it's so it's so it's it's back to the Donald Trump thing again. People are saying he's racist and he didn't say anything racist. Hey, listen, it's not racist to say that the vast majority of engineers at Google are Indian. It's not racist to say that the that uh, 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 black people appear to be better at basketball due to how many of them play in the NBA. It's not racist to say that Armenians eat baklava. It's not racist to say that Japanese people love their fucking rice. Like it. it it's not racist to say that Jews run Hollywood. There's nothing racist about that. Nothing. Nothing. These are just, these are just organizations of people based on their religion or their skin color. And then doing the math. It's math. It's math after categorizing stuff by demographics. Nothing. He said the the Jews run Hollywood. Correct. Blacks dominate the NBA. Uh, yes. Mexicans work in the field in Salinas. Uh, true. If, 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 if the only thing racist about any of those is categorizing them outside of anything other than calling them people. And if we want to do that, fuck, I'm game. I'm in. Let's do it. But it's it's fucking nuts. It's nuts what's going on with Kanye and people saying he's making anti-Semitic, uh, saying anti-Semitic things when he's just like everything I've heard is just stating facts. Mexicans love tacos. Yeah, fair, fair. I love tacos too. Yeah. I love Mexican girl. Armenians love Mexican girls. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, but but we'll we'll have fun with that. That deserves its own show because there's so many fucking fun uh, clips. Let's look at number 31. Uh, it says worst job in the world. God, we haven't done anything funny. Are you going to lecture me after the show? No, Two. no, no, no. I don't. We haven't. The, the topics haven't been incredibly like heavy or anything either. So I think we're good. Oh yeah, this is. Fun. Oh yeah. So sorry, you had it up. This is crazy. That guy's job is to feed cobras. Are you fucking kidding me? He needs a union. <laughs> he dropped a fucking cobra on the... Hey, and you think it's just a one-off? Wait till he gets this in there. And wait till you see the next thing he does. Watch this. Watch this. Close that one. You think he's done? Another one? <laughs> Oh no! I am. <laughs> this is rough. What is going on? <sighs> worst, worst job in the world. Yeah, imagine knocking that thing over and having all those bins fall out.
Um, number thirty. <laughs> number thirty-five. Uh, it was fucking brilliant. Elon Musk walked into Twitter the other day carrying a kitchen sink. I'm oh, guessing that was so good. I think most of you have seen it, but oh, it's so crazy. Look at him. Uh, for those of you who don't understand what he's doing, he's basically saying, I'm getting rid of everything here. I'm getting rid of everything at Twitter except the kitchen sink. Yeah. And then I also like how he started it with let that sink in. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a dual. Oh, my goodness. Uh, number 40 is this real? How important is somebody like Elon Musk? Oh my right goodness. Now. Oh my goodness. You know, like how necessary is like him and Russell Brand and it gives hope all these type of people that Oh, did we already look at this? Look at this guy. Is this real? Cyclist uses okay. his knowledge of physics and aerodynamics to adopt a plank position and increase speed. I think I've seen that before, but not on here. This is nuts. Seems legit. What are the other riders thinking? That he falls gonna, hurt. Yeah, that's a, he's gonna fall. That's crazy. Hey, watch, watch at the end when he has to try to get back on the bike. That cannot be comfortable because those are. I think those are fixed pedals. That that bike doesn't have freewheel. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, look at the pedals spinning quick too. Yeah, it does look like it. I think he passes the dude on the motorcycle. Uh, that's funny. How much did he practice that? That's fucking stupid. What the fuck? He's like, well, I'll catch you. Oh. Almost hit that dude. Oh, my right God. oh. Oh. Oh, he's slowing it down with his... Did you see that? He used yeah. his back, uh, back legs to slow down the back tire. Or use his back legs. He used his legs to slow down the back tire so he could get the timing of the pedals right. Yeah, oh, totally God. living life on the edge. Yeah. Totally living life on the edge. I don't know if you're talking about that, but uh, uh, he isn't even wearing arm protectors. What the hell is he thinking? I know the whole thing is nuts. Yeah, it's like those dudes that fly down those steep hills on the longboards. Yeah, absolutely That stuff nuts. is insane. Who wears arm protectors when they're riding a bike? <laughs> <laughs> She's a mom. Safety first. Safety first. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Elbow pack. Uh, number 37, poor Canada. Number 37. And then we'll probably go to, how are you guys on time? You guys good? I'm fine. I kind of got to okay. pee again. Okay, me too. Again, you already went once during the show? Yeah, when I jumped out real quick, but I made it seem like something else was happening. So you oh. didn't say that we just started. And I wow. just came from coaching, so I didn't I didn't have much transition time. Action. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has, quoted, infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of Can transparency, 
Could the member please? I want to tell you that that's not that's not hearsay. I saw Klaus Schwab, Schwab say that too. Yeah, that, there's a clip of it. You could look that, that up. Trudeau and other, that Trudeau and others in the Canadian cabinet are part of the World Economic Forum. So what this guy is saying is true. Maybe it's got a slight bend to it, sinister bend to it, because he said penetrated. But but let us go on. Or not. Question contact, questions and comments. Uh, 36 seconds, Caleb. Awesome. 36 please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the wef's agenda my concern is the deputy uh, order 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 I, I know he was i know that uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there but the 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 audio is really really bad and the video is really really bad as well um and i and i and i apologize i don't know if if the member okay uh let's let's uh, let's try again the honorable the, the, the honorable member for timmy james bay Mr. Speaker, that member is promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call it disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. Uh, the Honourable Member, uh, questions and comments, the Honourable Member for Lambton, Ken Middlesex. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And, and I'm just thank you to my Honourable Colleague for her speech. Uh, I'd like to ask her specifically, because you talked about how this, this uh, piece of legislation does not it's crazy they cut that fucking guy off and said they couldn't hear him we could hear him fine yeah and then and then immediately followed up with disinformation yeah it's quick what the fuck? yeah good point yeah that is true klaus schwab did use the word infiltrate that mm -hmm. is actually true okay so penetrated isn't sinister and have a right-wing quack bent on it like so that's the thing it's not even conspiracy theory i do remember klaus schwab using that word infiltrated Dude, no one wants to hear the word infiltrated in their government being used in the same sentence. Like that, that like no one's sleeping better. Oh, oh, the Smurfs have infiltrated the White House. Like no, like I, I don't want, I don't want fucking the M and M guys infiltrating the White House. I don't want God infiltrating the White House. I don't want anyone infiltrating. <laughs> don't you infiltrate? Yeah, that's funny though. That's such the playbook, and it's weird that more people don't like wake up to it because every it's it's so obvious the first thing you do is label and then you discredit right oh you have a differing opinion oh you're bringing up speculation well label here you're a conspiracy theorist you're a racist you're a misogynist you're a whatever fill in the blank and then immediately followed by well now you're spewing out disinformation that's harmful to other groups so now we've labeled you said label we've told you that the information you're spreading isn't true and then we've also now determined that you are somehow harmful because of your speculations yep welcome to 2022 thought police well said and it's our neighbors doing it that's the craziest part you don't even really need that much of a central authority anymore they just planted the seed over the last two years as society descended into chaos and now they just let it all go and then they continue the division between the people. God, Canada is so fucked. God, I hope they they need a savior. Um, uh, they need someone. Who, they they need to wake up to on their own. Number forty three. Uh, do you know who would talk to this guy? Number forty three. Okay, pause. His sign says. I have anxiety and depression and need someone to talk to. That's what his sign says. And he's a, a tall, handsome a man. Looks like he looks like Norway or something. Looks like some Finnish uh, Nordic country. 
You better close the music, buddy. Sorry. Or else we're going to get. <laughs> now he's holding a sign that says free money. And people stop. Oh, now he's got a whole crowd of people around him. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, now I think he's talking. Sorry. That's okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it out. Fuck it. If we get a little copyright ding, we'll just pull it down. Rarely anyone wants to speak to you. You give out free money. Everyone wants to take, and no one wants to talk to you. You know who would talk to that guy? Sevon Matosian. No, and a CrossFit affiliate owner. God damn it. <laughs> Close, though. Close. Always curious with people like that. Always uh, talking. Number 45, uh, boys will be boys. I'm going to try and wipe this up before you hit me with that. Okay? Ready? Yeah. I'm going to try and wipe this up. Before you hit me with that, okay? Ready? Ready? <laughs> Yo, Dad. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay? Ready? Yeah. I'm going to try and wipe this up before you hit me with that, okay? Ready? Ready? <laughs> she uses her ass to wipe trust it up. Dad. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Dads are such dickheads, dude. Oh, dads are dickheads. Oh my god, dads are dickheads. That's when usually the mom comes in and is like super pissed about the situation. Yes, yes, I did that. I would do shit like that and just get yeah. And the moms are right, but it's still just bad thinking. We're just boys. We don't know how to think sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Number fifty-one would be funny. Uh, Number fifty-one. I love. I love this community. Fifty-one. Oh, this is fucking hilarious. These are people trying to roll a bar over themselves. This is fucking just absurd. Hey. Oh. Oh. Good job, baby. Good Lord. I thought you were supposed to do it laying the other way. See if he this gets is the Snicker challenge, not the Peach challenge. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank oh you. God. Oh God. <laughs> thank you for the much needed clarification there. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I didn't get that either. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, but yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's funny. All right. Sorry, let me zoom in a little bit. <laughs> what 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 gym is this? Anyone go to this gym? I don't know. Can you scroll down and see? Oh, good. I liked it. Scroll up. Scroll, <laughs> sorry. Other way. Other way. CrossFit Calandra. CrossFit Calandra. Kudos to you guys for having fun. That's funny. That's fantastic. Uh, monkey pox, being elite, anal beads. 
Did we already do anal beads? I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't do this. This is number 61. We did talk about number 61. We talked about this story a couple weeks ago about the guy who was supposedly cheating in chess tournaments um, using anal beads that somehow with like Morse code, they would shake and um, and uh, and tell him when to make the next move. So I guess at his next uh, event, they actually did check his anus. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see they're like, look it. He's got a mask on to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Scroll, scroll down a little bit more. I want to read what it says here. Uh, just days uh, just days removed from being accused of cheating more than 100 times, uh, chess grandmaster Hans Niemann was su- subjected to quite a thorough security scan. The 19-year-old has been embroiled in a chess cheating controversy for the past month, with some fans believing he even used anal beads to give him an advantage. I don't – what? How is that an advantage? I, I think somehow they were like – they were connected to someone like a remote who vibrator or something a m- remote, remote vibrator that would send him a Morse code Damn, that would tell him where to move. That's dedication. Yeah. Good on him. Whatever it takes. <laughs> so, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. <laughs> what a crazy thing to accuse someone of. And it was over like a Skype call. Like there, he had no reference to accuse him of that, but he's like, yeah, definitely using anal beads. For sure. That's funny. All right. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Porn star fighting, old men, Democrats, uh, CDC admits zero transmission protection from vaccine. We know all that. You fucking liar. Oh, so much, so much to go through. Vaccine killed a guy. Um, white people don't have freedom of speech. At the end of the day, okay, number one hundred eight. At the end of the day, I still have a big, a big dock. I think it's supposed to be cock. This will be the last one. Brace yourself. At the end of the day, I still have a big dock. Is the D and the C key right next to each other? They are. I probably meant to hit cock. Let's see what this thing is. One hundred eight. <laughs> May I don't know what this is. Is there another? Is there another slide? Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Hey, the car was broke down. Mm-hmm. The car was broke down. And I'm gonna say this. Please don't believe me. The lady, the car was broke down, and I told her, "Listen, I could, I could start your battery for you." She said, "We need jumper cables." I said, "No, you don't." I put my hands on the on the battery. I got this little thing that I do. I told her, give me the keys. I jumped in there and cranked the car. She said, you my angel. I say, speak nothing of this. Uh, this lady, this lady, car was broken. You did not please start no car battery with your bare hands. If I didn't, may God murder my children. I don't even, I hate that I even spoke about that. If I didn't, may God murder my children. No, don't say that. Please, yeah. kill them today. Right now, today. You did not please. start no. Man, my heart go out to everybody in Louisiana that lost something. Some people make you mad to even pray for them. Now, I'm on the phone talking to my sister. You hear me? I'm, babe, do you need anything? Her family in the background hooping and hollering, talking about he could at least be down here and he'll do something. Okay, for okay, okay. I don't even know why I picked that. What? It what, must what? Have been, it, what? No, I, what, what was, what's going on there? 
I think basically this guy is a famous rapper and he thinks he started he thinks he can start cars just by putting his hands on the car battery. Like he thinks he's Jesus. Who is the rapper? Let me see. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. People are saying in the comments, I don't know. Live call. There's no such thing as a quick question or a quick answer, Tony Andrews. Uh Kayla Presley from Ball, Barstool Sports had a funny interview with Kevin Gates yesterday. Interesting. So I guess that is some sort of uh, famous rapper who thinks he can start uh, cars with his bare hands. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Tomorrow we have on the strength and conditioning coach from the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. And I am so fucking pumped to uh, speak to him. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow's the first. It's Tuesday. Yeah. I was oh, say no, it. we don't. No, no we, we don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. We we have him, just not until Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, right. shit. Gavin Pratt. Uh, do yeah. we really, do we have Brian, is Brian coming on tomorrow? What would the show even be about? Aren't we well, done talking about CrossFit? There's a bunch of topics that Brian had sent to me in an email, so I was going to chat with him today and kind of see what, what we wanted to uh, put together. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll do an affiliate interview tomorrow. I'm not sure. Thank you, everyone, for checking in. Um, Spiegel, I appreciate the 1999, like always. Uh, love you guys. And Caleb, thank you. Susan, thank you. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Adios.